Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to another episode of Ryan Out Loud. It's been a couple weeks. Um, real quick, I just want to wrap up last week, uh, last episode. Shout out to Duran Bernard, the amazing, the talented Duran Bernard for coming on to Ryan Out Loud and uh, making my year. Uh, he's one of my favorite male vocalists, and it was such an honor to be in his presence virtually virtual presence and talking to him about music his career and life and just everything in between so shout out to duran for being duran so you know this month it's now a new month it is november and if you follow the ryan Loud podcast page or you follow me on twitter i've mentioned you know i am very grounded when it comes to friends and family um they keep me going to keep me motivated and showered with love as I try to do them. So I did a Friendsgiving episode last year with my friends, Jerrica and Brandon. Shout out to Brandon and Jerrica. So I was doing a lot of thinking about how I was going to do that again, but with a different group of friends. And then I was like, you know what, Ryan, why don't you just do make November a month of Friendsgiving. And here we are. So, and the different was different about this and I might be pushing my own type of luck here is um I'm going to try to drop an episode Monday every Monday and Tuesday. And use keyword try because some days I wake up and I don't feel like talking. Look at that. I don't feel like talking. Who would have thought a podcaster? Anyways, so this first episode, I'm so excited, y'all. So, you know, your first, they say your first friend is your cousin. And my first guest is my legit, like my first friend, um, my cousin, Lindsay Gary. Welcome to Ryan All Out. Oh, thank you. I'm glad to be here. What's going on? So, all right, Lindsay and I are legit. Like, this is like family. Um, cousins. Yeah, we're cousins. Legit cousins. Legit cousins yeah. Like, our mom and dad are brother and sister. Yeah, they're brother and sister. So, we are first cousins, and she's the. <laughs> I'm the oldest. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm the first grandchild. She's that's her claim. Claim my claim to fame. Yes, mm-hmm. she's the oldest, but I'm the favorite. That's entirely false. <laughs> <laughs> so false. Um, what's going on? I, mean, I know it's your show. So, um, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. This is your first podcast. I, it is my first podcast. I feel like a fish out of water. It's my first time. You know, this is all this equipment. I mean, this is. I'm. I'm impressed, Ryan. I'm Thank impressed. You. Are you shocked? You have really you know? grown up. Yes, I, I am shocked because in my head, you're always eight years old, perpetually <laughs> eight. So, <laughs> this is really a shock to me. Your own show. Got all this fancy equipment. This is fancy. This is like. I mean, I'm okay. So I'm, you know, I'm significantly older than you are. You're not, oh, but she says that. To Hold me. on. We're like. <laughs> I'm 33. Okay. I'm not going. Okay, I'm not going to say your age. Right. I won't. Pushing 40, right? And you look fucking amazing. <laughs> Let's be clear, okay? You'll see her picture when I post. <laughs> Thank you. Her picture. Lindsay looks okay. Well, yeah. Um, of course, you think that we share the same genes. So. <laughs> that is true. So we always look amazing. But Lindsay, you are. You wear many hats. 
Yeah, when you said there was a pause after you are, and I was like, which which thing are we, gonna, where <laughs> are we going? <laughs> you're uh, you are a go getter. Like, when do you sleep? Yeah, actually, you know, like I said, I'm pushing forty. I I do sleep. I so there was a time that I, where I didn't sleep. I was a person who believed in the hustle culture: do more, 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 stay up, do more, never sleep, pull all nighters. Um, but I have embraced a new philosophy lately. And boundaries are my new name of the game. Boundaries is like the, yes. quote unquote, is the word of like 2023 maybe. I think so. And I think maybe COVID showed us all that. Um, but I definitely am am big on rest now. I think I used to just push through. I thought I was more creative in the later hours, um, in the wee hours of the night. And now I feel like rest is essential to being productive. When do you feel like, better. when is it like? Go, you know, people have that surge of like creativity at yes. night or in that, the morning. Yeah. How does that? What is that for you? That happens for sure. I mean, there are definitely sometimes. Um, well, you know, when you get into that creative flow. There are sometimes where you start working on something and you're just in it, right? And you can't tell what time it is, and you just go for it. If that happens, and I naturally feel inspired and pushed to keep working, that's one thing. But I'm past the point of feeling like I need to do more, need to create more, need Mm -hmm. to stay up all night to get it done, right? If I'm enjoying it and I want to stay up, that's one thing. But um, I'm not going to run myself ragged anymore. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm working. I mean, and I say that, um, you know, work in progress. I'm a work in progress. Hashtag work in progress. (laughs) I say that To be clear, that's my goal. I'm working on boundaries. That's my goal is not running myself into the ground is sleeping more, resting more, enjoying time with family more. So look at and me right here. here we are. Smashing goals. <laughs> Listen, check mark, checking, checking off the checklist. So let me backtrack. So I do sleep. You do, yeah, question, yes. <laughs> Lindsay at night, sleeps like at night person. like a normal yes. person. But let's backtrack. Lindsay is um, a business owner. She owns yes. her own business. Explain. like tap. I own my own business. It is a creative business. It's called The Aviary Girls. I started it um, six years ago. Which it doesn't feel like it was six years ago. Um, yeah, right. It's lo- it's six years feels that sounds like a long time, but it has been developing, evolving, changing, just like any every creation business, right? and yeah. every business over the past six years. Um, yeah, so I that business is basically it started with me staying up all night, um, painting and making things and then selling what I paint. And so I do signs and home decor. So I would cut a, cut a piece of wood, paint it with some sort of inspirational quote or image, something that meant something to me. And then I opened an Etsy shop and started selling my creations. Mm -hmm. So that was, um, it was really humbling to have somebody buy something that I made myself, you know, and, um, started there. So Lindsay, you've always been, Lindsay's always been creative, right? I still have a sign with my name on it that you did. Oh, gosh, that's so funny. We came I, down yeah. for Thanksgiving in, like, 2003, yes. and you drew me something with my yes. name and, like, starships and shit like that. It okay, really so cool. this is going off on a weird tangent, but, um, yeah, I've always been that person, right? And I think the most successful businesses seem like a natural extension of a person, you know? Mm-hmm. So I've always been creative. I've always been painting, drawing, um, redecorating, designing rooms, um, yes, your daughter's working rooms. on projects, yeah. things like that. So this business basically was a hobby that I like to do something. Mm-hmm. I like, I like decorating my home with personal things. Um, I like unique 
things in the house, things that mean something, you know? So, I even so random. I remember you building a doll, like you made a house for your Barbies when we were younger out of some, one of the, you know, Pap had a lot of cardboard boxes in the basement and you made like a two spent like a summer doing that. You did. It was like a whole summer. You did. It was painted and everything. Like you know the funniest part is I hate Barbies. Like I I never liked Barbies. I hate Barbies. You know, my sister, right, other cousin, not with us. Laurel, we love you. We miss you. Laurel liked Barbies. She did. Okay. And so the way that I could play and do something meaningful to her was by creating her this custom Barbie mansion, which is something I love to do. That was my wheelhouse, right? And so it's it's funny, because here we are, what, I don't know, some odd years later, a lot of years later, <laughs> and that is basically what I do, as I create things for people that it means something to them. The creating means something to me, the piece means something ultimately to them. Yeah. Um, and that's how I connect with, you know, everything. That's how I've always been. Um, but... My business started with me just making stuff, and then it expanded into me teaching people how to make stuff. So I, I run sip and paint workshops, basically, where people are making um, not just canvases, but solid home decor, gifts, things like that. So That's cool. Yeah. I did one drop-off with you that one time I was down. <laughs> it was like... So I got um, connected with a great company called Cheers in a Box. That's right. It's amazing. It's it's owned by a woman who lives in my area. She started it during the pandemic. She runs corporate parties and events virtually. So she gives a lot of small business owners the chance to showcase their talents and be a part of her business. She basically just hosts corporate events online. So it's like a team building party or a Christmas party or something, but online. So she... Um, We'll have her clients will want to do one of my sip and paints. So she finds the client, she arranges everything. I just drop off the supplies and then she ships them out. Then maybe two weeks later, we appear together on Zoom and I lead all of the clients through a virtual sip and paint. Is that still and ongoing? You're like, yeah, oh, okay. so we have a connection that's ongoing. So <clears throat> she has she does this with a lot of small businesses. So she has a cookie decorator. Oh, wow. Um, so people can do virtual cookie decorating. Nice. They do have a mixologist, so you can make a cocktail virtually. They have um, a magician, so you can do a virtual, you can participate in a virtual magic show. Because by that time, the Zoom, you have your... Stuff it's, your it's items pretty, that you need. Right, oh. it's a pretty cool business idea and a really great setup. Um, where she she finds these corporate clients. So we actually just did a party maybe two weeks ago. There were four hundred people from a company. It was for their twentieth anniversary for this huge company. On so Zoom? on Zoom, you could fit four hundred. So it was amazing. She has it. She runs it the way you would run an actual event. You know, so there. So basically, she um, has the order of events down. We have the run of show beforehand. We get together. Um, and I think the way it worked out was there were all the 400 people on at the same time. She does a little welcome. The owner of the business does a welcome, so on and so forth. And then they went to breakout rooms. And they could have done painting with me. They could have done cookie decorating or cocktail making. So they oh, break they into their options. separate rooms. Nice. So I had about 67 people in my Zoom Damn. room painting a sign. How does that fit? Like, I know, so I... Everybody adapting to Zoom for the pandemic during the pandemic, and even people still, you know, like okay, yeah. we can meet in person, but a lot of people still 
It's an option now. It's an option now. Right. So a lot of people will go for that option. Like, can we meet via Zoom? Which is fine, too. Right. Like, yeah, how does that, like, is it more great. intimidating, like, via Zoom? So it or? was at first, right? Like, anything. Yeah. Like, anything that you're unfamiliar with. Like, this podcast, I was really scared. I feel like this is maybe, like, the fourth time you've tried to get me to do this. And I was like, I don't know. I've never been on it. I don't understand I was going I was going to schedule a whole weekend to come down and, like, we are going to yeah, record. Just so and you were like, can... what am I going to talk about? Because right. let me tell you. Off track, because this happens a lot on Ryan Aloud. Yeah. I go off topic okay. a lot. Yeah. I know, I've met you. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. <laughs> uh, uh, um, I, I, um, see, you caught. Now okay, you, so off topic, we both talk a lot. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Lindsay weird. will call me on. Yes. I know when Lindsay calls me, it's going to be an investment. It's going to be a moment. Like it, I have to take time out my day. Yeah, you're going to stop one, working. So when I was the one time we were, <laughs> I was working from home, I was like, okay, I got time today, so we talked. But the one time I called you at my recent, my most recent job, and I was like in the middle of chaos, and I was like, all right, Lindsay, I'm gonna keep it real short. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's funny. So just just like anything, right? Like doing a Zoom or. Facebook Live or a podcast, it's scary. The unknown is always scary. It is. And then once you do it, you know, it's like anything else. You just jump in, you do it. The more you do it, the easier it is. So Zoom initially doing that, especially with like 67 people, initially I was like, oh, like don't mess this up. Like this is a huge opportunity for your business. This is a really great thing to to work with Cheers in a Box. This is awesome. That is dope. Um, I think it that, is great. that is really but cool. But it's, it's a mutually beneficial partnership. And it works out great. And honestly, the first time I did it, you know, I was nervous about it. But um, they, the, the, the people on the other end are almost as nervous as you are. The people with their kit, they're thinking the same thing. Like, how is this going to work? Yeah. Is this going to be fun? Can I really do this? So everybody shares the same anxiety virtually. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you get through it and it's actually really fun. And I, I actually, it's, it's amazing all of the opportunities that the virtual world opens up. It's it yeah I I got hip to it with my like my podcast when I did this shift of Ryan out loud to being a safe space for Black queer creatives, um, interviewing people artists in LA and all of that Zoom was just like yep. my go to it comes in handy I've actually attended a few birthday parties via Zoom oh yeah over the pandemic I mean I actually got tired of Zoom happy hours well, we I got did. to a point where I was like oh I can't do one more social gathering. Because that's all there was for yeah, a you time, were late. you know? Remember we did the family Zoom? For- oh, yeah, I was late because I was on another Zoom yeah. with my husband's family. <laughs> so it was like Christmas Eve, and I was doing a Zoom with my husband's brothers, my brother-in-law and his husband, and it was just like we did that. And it, it actually turns out to be more fun than you think, right? We were Honestly. like having a little drink, yeah, like- chitty-chatting, was singing Christmas carols, and his husband is from Colombia, and my kids had recently learned some Spanish, so they were singing some Spanish Christmas oh, carols. Oh, nice. And we got a little carried away, and I was like, oh, I got to go to my family no, yeah, Zoom. Yeah, my family <laughs> Got to click yeah. off. It, and it come a way to adapt. It's so funny because, like, like, we did some virtual things for, like, church and stuff, and grandma would be set up in the living room, or mom would have her computer, and her room or whatever and I'll be in my room and it's like okay it's it's a little sometimes it, it's fun I, well, I mean, I, even today when we went to church it was streaming on Facebook yeah so that was I didn't even realize that, that so now when I go home I can stream on I was like I can watch grandma on Sunday mornings <laughs> <laughs> from the comfort of my own home she was like Give, you know they they're her are uh, our our grandparents are <laughs> they're you know they're 80 something 
83 and 87. Yeah, basically 90. Yes. And they've been together 70 years. As you said, well, not, I'm, I mean, we're exaggerating. It's, like 65. it's 65. But I mean, <laughs> but that's like, can you, if you imagine? Think about as we long, talk, can you imagine living with another person for 65? I mean, 70 ish years. I can't even get past <laughs> um, finding out. You know, I, I can't even get, look, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say is, I can't even get past the, co- you know, what's your favorite color stage? Let right, alone right, yeah. thinking about somebody, being married yeah, to somebody for, to somebody. you know, yeah. it's very, mm-hmm. very ghetto, you know. It is not you, very ghetto. Take your time. Well, listen, no, you've been, you just celebrated 16 years yes, of marriage. Yes, I've been married for 16 years, yes. I was an usher yes. in it's, her wedding. I know, and you were like eight years old or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's 16. And that was literally... You know, I don't know who's gonna listen, but oh, I was about to say you're about to get someone in trouble. Aren't no, you? I don't care. I was drunk as hell oh, no. at your wedding. Under I was drinking. so drunk. Oh, no. Well, no. oh, hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold up, hold up, hold up. Now, now, really, I'm gonna get somebody at your. So the year before, the year before, oh, here we go at their engagement party. Yep. We the engagement party was that was lit, if was lit was a word. To, now, let me be clear. When I was engaged, <laughs> I, I don't recommend. I mean. Listen, I'm happily married, but listen, take your time. I was, I think I was like 22 when we had this party. So I just want to clarify, right, that I wasn't like a mature adult, right? I was like 22 and somebody let you come over to my apartment. (laughs) What do you mean somebody? It was my mom and our grandparents. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they were like, you don't want to sit in a hotel. And Laura yeah, was like, I'll be there. Yeah, with your very responsible 22-year-old cousin. So, yeah, let's just start there. <laughs> well, okay. So, for, so, so you we, come over, you're like 15. Yeah, I was 15 because it was crazy. a year before. That was 2005, a year before you guys got That's married. That's how old my daughter is now almost, right? So, just, yeah. Right, so imagine me oh sending her. <laughs> yeah, so. Sorry, that's a, okay. That, yeah, um, that was real ghetto. So... Were you, you guys lived like you had you we lived, lived you in an lived apartment. apartment with your other friends and yeah, stuff? Yeah, we shared an apartment with um, <clears throat> two other people, so there were four of us living in an apartment. We had a really nice engagement party dinner. It was very formal, very proper. <laughs> but then, because we were twenty-two, we went back to our apartment with all of our friends and proceeded to just tear it up, drink. Just and tear I was it up. no, you know, I somebody was somebody fell asleep and put their pants in the dishwasher. Oh, I remember that. Um, David and I, so David's my now husband. We slept in a bed with. I think my sister and my friend were in that bed. Um, I was on a couch. Yeah, there were random hookups. It was. And yeah, then we and had to. Then the police. Ryan was on the couch. The remember, police, police came, came, so me and Laurel had to go on were the back porch because we were both under it. Hiding on the balcony. This is the kind of stand-up human I am, <laughs> or I was at the age of twenty-two. People can change, right? People, That's right. Bro, we evolve. We evolve. Hashtag work in progress. That's right. That is that is for sure. There were good times progress. though, but we had so like even backtracking. Okay, back, we were way off topic. I don't we know are. What it's okay. We, this is a so this is the thing. We we have no. This is no segment. No, nothing. It's just I'm just celebrating friends and family and your oh, family. It and is that's, what it is. I should have called it Famsgiving or something. I know. I was very offended when I found out Ryan asked me to be on your when you were like, "Can you be on your uh, friendsgiving?" My friendsgiving. I was like, "Friendsgiving." The hell! I'm your actual family. Like I should be at the actual Thanksgiving. Oh, Friendsgiving! Get out of here. And then I co- <laughs> then I covered it up. I said, "Well, like you know, cousins Cousin are your friends, first friend, whatever." Because like, actually, sure. I mean, that's fine, but I mean, like, they're you guys, you and Laura are like literally like more like siblings to me. Like we yeah. spent every summer together, and more than just summers. I mean, we spent a lot of time together. 
And we beat you like you were our Yeah, brother. you beat yeah. me the hell out. We used out. to tease you like you were. Yeah, yeah. You, you, Laura would have my legs and you would have my arms. Yeah. And I would go flying. It was good times. So that one time. Those are good memories. I beat their ass, yo. That's all y'all okay, got to know. Well, but it's not. Ryan, we not, don't talk we're not about going. that. <laughs> <laughs> I got my look back. Skip right over that. So backtracking, and I was telling you this off topic, off conversation uh, um, yesterday. Um, Lindsay had in with her husband, David, and they have two beautiful, amazing girls, your daughters, Charlotte and Juliet. Shout out to Shar and Juju. We love you. Yeah, they're the best. You have such a dope, amazing style of parenting. Oh, stop. I know, like, <laughs> really, like, they, it's very, like, and although I'm not around a, all the time, but we talk a lot. You know, yes. we do communicate a lot. And even, like, I text Shar or Juju here and there. Yeah. And. <clears throat> It, you have an open door of trust, I feel like. Um, especially in this in this weird... It's different for them than what it was for us when we were teenagers. It really is. Um, social media. Social media. It's such a... It, it's, it's such a... I love it. And then there's also the part that I hate about it. Yes. And I hate about it is the shaming and the downing on any judging. you know judging and race and this and that and it, and it and it gets interesting because you you are biracial yourself yes and you and have you know you married a white man david yep. shout out to david's the coolest though my, my white boy yeah, <laughs> he is the coolest david i've known david since i was 14 that's crazy 13 14 that's and crazy. so like that's you know he that is family you Get the moments like, you, ha, have you had those difficult moments of explaining to your girls, you know, because oh, about, yeah. you know, so, the race and. Yeah, I mean, my daughters are, um, one of my daughters looks like, so one of my daughters has blonde hair and blue eyes and very fair skin. She looks completely white and she looks like my husband and my mother. So my mother is white, obviously. Your hey, Aunt Lisa. 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 <laughs> so I say she looks like my husband and my mom had a baby. She looks like none of my genes came into play. It looks like a Jerry Springer episode. And then my other daughter, Your Charlotte, oldest. looks just like me. My oldest looks just like me. Brown skin, brown hair, brown eyes. So, you know, as, as long as they've ever known, one of them has brown skin and one has white skin. One parent has brown skin, one has white skin. That's just their normal but we've talked about it as early as I can remember yeah. because I wanted them to be prepared in case somebody else should bring it up to them. Um, I didn't want them to feel like it was something that they should be ashamed of or, um, you know, I wanted them to, to have a good handle on it. I think it's not – nobody can use anything against you that you embrace yourself. You mm. know, it's like if they see it as an asset, like, yeah, my sister and I look very different. Isn't that amazing? And – you know, I come from this background where I have black family, I have white family, I have family that lives here, there, you know, different cultures, different. I think that can only be a strength. And mm. we wanted them to see that. And I think they do. Um, but we've had those discussions. I mean, I, I have Just, had the discussion, particularly with my daughter, Juliet, who's blonde and very fair. Uh, we've had the discussion about, you know, what, what happens if you're in a group and people start saying negative things or racist things about black people 
you know, what, what that's an interesting, that she's 25% like black, yeah. her mother is 50% black, and her family, our grandparents, right, her great-grandparents, you, who she loves dearly, you're black. So yeah. she, the people she loves are black, and how do you deal with that when a group of white people assumes that you are Just white? white. Yeah, and they don't they know. Say, it's kids an can say anything because they, because they don't know if they don't as we all know if you don't have to censor what you say what what do people say behind closed doors exactly. she's, she's gonna hear it yeah and how is that going to affect her and how does she react and, <clears throat> and how does she feel you know how do you identify mm-hmm. racially how do you feel do you feel like they're talking about you specifically do you feel like they're just talking about your family so yeah we've had a lot of conversations about race and just how um how complex it is it's i mean a, yeah because like even like i you know in the heat in the, the you know the middle of the at the beginning of the pandemic it also a racial war was it broke out you know black lives matter absolutely. george floyd ignited um a, a movement can you know i shouldn't say ignited because the movement was already happening but it just yes. kind of took it What's the word I'm looking for? Took it yeah. further, yeah. right? Definitely. And made people a lot more aware. You guys attended rallies. I've been to rallies did, up yeah. here, you know. And that was something that was hard that I had to explain to the girls. You know, I told them, um, I'm going to this rally. I'm going to this protest because I feel that I have to. I want to be a part of this, and I'm going. But I did not bring them, and that was a hard decision because I wanted them to be a part of it too. Mm-hmm. But not only was it during covid but I was genuinely concerned for their safety because we've all seen that there are oppositions at some of these rallies. And, you know, I said, I can handle, if I go to a rally, something happens to me, I put myself in harm's way, it's my choice, I'm an adult, right? Yeah. But I can't, I'm not going to put my kid in that situation, even though I wanted them to be a part of the moment. Yeah. So that was a hard decision, but I felt, it's, it's interesting, you know, you're talking about wearing many hats. That's one of the interesting things about being a parent, <laughs> is that's a hard it's a hard choice. So I went, um, and they stayed at home, and they told me when I was leaving um, that they were proud of me for going. So mm. it's it's they understood it more. I think kids in general understand a lot more than adults give them credit for. Yeah. Um, and they did want to go, but I just felt like it wasn't maybe the, the most it was responsible. A lot thing. going on. Cut there was like a lot. It, yeah. And it, I was genuinely worried. What if somebody decides to shoot up at this rally or? I mean, Please you know, people are crazy. Yeah. People are crazy. So, and I told them, if anything should happen to me, if I get struck down, and I'm putting this on the podcast, this is, here you go, here's your documentation. Anything should happen to me at one of these protests or whatever, I was like, do not get up there and say, Lindsay would want you to be peaceful. I was like, you better burn this city down. <laughs> <laughs> Do Burn not, this shit down. Do not cause chaos. Do not like them tell you. Lindsay will want you to be <laughs> peaceful. Right. Fuck no. shit up. If I if I go out like this, burn it down. <laughs> no, no <laughs> peace. Seek justice. No peace. Yeah, you seek shake, justice. Shake this shit up. <laughs> yeah, fuck it up. So yeah, there's my legacy. Listen, gotta hey, we should get that on shirts. But <laughs> fuck shit up. Fuck shit up. Um, but yeah, I love like you how calm. Yeah. Now that you just said I'm a super calm and open. Well, parent, you gotta shake it up. You know. I mean, I, I'm sure that like becoming a mom that made another that gave you another like 
I don't know, like, my mom tells, she was like, it was like another edge, like another, like, it was just, I became fearless all of a sudden, like, my child, my this, my that, my children, you know? It's, that's also complicated. Um, Yeah, there's sides of you you didn't know existed, and you have to worry about somebody other than yourself, which, you know, that's, that's a huge difference, that's a huge change. Like I said, I gotta get past, you know... No, take your time. Stage. I think I'm just going take to be. Take your time. I'm a, a doc. That's what's going to happen. But yeah, I mean, take your time. But yeah, you're a dope mom. David's an amazing you. dad. You guys David are, is an amazing dad. He's a uh, teacher. I gave him props for that. He is an amazing dad. Um, it's patient. Patience. Yes. And I think the thing that that you talk about when you say we're open and you like our parenting style, I think that the key thing is to remember that your kids are people. So we just talk to them like they're people, right? Like, they understand more than you think. Um, they have their own thoughts and feelings and moods. Yeah. And we just treat them like people. I mean, that's it. It's, it's very simple. Does and it make you wit Like, not saying, I'm and no, saying, like, you're, like, growing up. Oh, yeah. You're like, okay, this is what I'm not going to do. Well, I think... So I think you, I mean, Growing you have a up, dope, you have an amazing relationship with your mom. You know, things were different too, right? I feel like in general, parenting and life and the world is more open than it was. It's, it is. It's, as time goes forward, it seems like things, they change for the better, hopefully, in hopefully. most cases, right? No setbacks, so no setbacks. I think parenting was different, and there's pros and cons to everything, but I actually think uh, my parents were very open considering what parenting was like when we were kids. Like, I think I come by my parenting style, honestly. Like you said, my mom and I have a great relationship, but I feel like she's always been very... I can always talk to her. She's always had that open dialogue. I feel like your mom's the same. I mean, it's like... You know, and it might be... (laughs) Maybe it's changed as you've gotten older, No, no, no. As we have gotten... As I've gotten older, it has been... We've always been close. Let me not... Yes, exactly. Let me not even... You know, it just gets interesting because we're at a point in our lives because, like, I think I've... She's never said this, and I'm probably putting words in her mouth, but, like, I'm her only, you know? So she sees me as, like, sometimes still... The kid, I think she sees me as like well, a kid I'm still. Well, I'm right here. Being, it's weird to have kids that are getting so much older because now I feel like I can identify, I can see the parent perspective so much. And let me just tell you, it's you never stop being. Yeah, I, your mom's kid. Yeah, like, you and never, I know that. I, don't, I mean, I can I can tell you right now. Like when the girls are thirty. I'm still going to be like, did you eat today? Did you? Because it's my kid. Like, we talk, it's always going to be my kid. <laughs> we talk every day. It's like, you know, we live together, but we still like, yes. say, hey, I didn't talk to you all day. Or so did, you know. I'm pushing 40. My mom lives right up the street from me, and I probably talk to her every day. And if I call her and complain about anything or need something, you know, she's she's there. She's there to there, take care yeah. of me. You know, she's she's my mom. She's always going to be my mom. That's so, the first person I call when I'm absolutely. like, mom, Good what? news, bad news. All of the the above questions you know how long do i bake this potato or whatever i mean that's my mom yeah so. i call i was like should i put these onions in i don't know ryan <laughs> you know you know it's definitely a dumb question and, and i want to be that for my kids you know yeah. I, I hope that they're calling me when they're th- i mean i say that now i don't know but i hope that that's the kind of relationship that we have i hope to be well whatever i th- decides to happen i definitely want to have i like to incorporate parenting for my mom and definitely like how you and david are you know, 
just I love it. I really love how open and how they just feel comfortable. Because like I remember growing up, like my mom was strict on me growing up. Well, and I think when we were kids, that was how. You know, that was the parenting philosophy is you got to be strict. You got to make sure your kid does the right thing. And yeah. they're not going to make good choices if you think don't about keep who, them in line. Think about grandma. But, you know, this warden. is what I'm saying. Yeah, we used to get beaten with a back scratcher. <laughs> That's how we were kept in line. But but what I'm saying is, okay, I don't agree with a parenting philosophy where your kid runs your house, right? There's rules. There's boundaries. There's structure. But I don't feel like we have to be strict to enforce it. I mean, it's just... I say it all the time. I don't have to yell at them to say, okay, this is the limit. This is this is what you're allowed to do. This is what you're not. That's just how it is. Yeah. That doesn't require me to yell at you or beat you. That's just a fact. Like, this is how this house works. Yeah, I used to get my and ass beat for, like, what you everything. say? Right. Like, what? I didn't even... It's exactly. how you looked at me. I'm like... like you... Oh, but see, I can see... Let me tell you. I will say about my girls, I mean... They do not. They are 13 and 14 years old, but they do not talk back. They don't sass me. They don't. No I mean, they're no mood change. They have there being not been moody. They are pleasant. They are, and people people think I'm crazy, but they are. They're pleasant, but also, I feel like um, I don't know how to explain that. But just if you you treat them the way that you would treat a friend mm-hmm. or somebody you actually care about, I think a lot of teenage moodiness is actually sort of attention seeking or notice that I'm growing up or mm. you know a lot of the attitude there's a reason behind it I mean some of it's just hormones of course yes. but I could see that I'm just what I was trying to say in this roundabout way is that if my kid looked at me rolled her eyes in some weird way I probably would slap her in the face I know all the things I said about parenting but listen <laughs> listen I am like who the fuck are you talking yeah, to excuse like me, come again I feed you clothe you sacrifice like my tummy ass and thighs for you you're not gonna look at me like that (laughs) but that's what i'm saying but they don't because we have a relationship of mutual respect right you understand that i'm the parent this is my house these are my rules and i understand that you are my child and you have your own thoughts feelings desires and we can talk we understand the relationship it's open and honest you don't need to roll your eyes at me or give me attitude just communicate and i will listen to you and we will dialogue right Yeah, people always say, well, what do you do to punish them? Like, how do you ground them? Like, why? I don't have to ground them. If they, have there's they a conversation. Um, yes, um, but sparingly. So I think the punishment should make sense for the crime, right? Yeah. So when Charlotte was like, she's going to kill me, but I think she was maybe like, I don't know, 12 years old. She was, she used to play this game online and she found a way to steal money from and it was pretend money it was online but i do think you had to play to pay the game but the pay to play the game but the idea was it was a game where you collected gems or something like that and you could pay for those gems with real money so you oh. would like pay or you can earn them through the game okay so she pretended to be a game administrator like an admin and she would message these other people and get their gems <laughs> What? Okay, so part of me was like impressed. I was like, snap. I was like, how did you know? But I couldn't show it, right? I was like, that's stealing and we don't condone stealing. But really, I was like, but really though, where did you get this idea? Like, what? And, and what? Yeah, so I was like kind of impressed but kind of horrified. And um, her sister narked on her because she was like, I was concerned that she was going to get in real trouble. Like if somebody actually reported it and if it was like real money. Yeah. You know, so... Whatever. So in that situation, though, 
you know, we had a talk with her. She knew what she did was wrong, so on and so forth. Um, a big, I'm not a fan of asking them, why did you do it? Because, they, like, they don't know. Why did you do it? Because I thought I wasn't going to get caught. Like, that's the answer, right? Because I was getting free shit. I thought you weren't going to catch me. It was fun. That's why they did it. They don't have an answer like, I don't know. I did it because. There's not. I mean, they're kids. They don't yeah. know. I did it because it felt good at the moment, and I'm a child. So, you know, um, we had a conversation. Obviously, that's wrong. You need to return the stuff to the people. And then the punishment was, we were like, you can't play that game anymore. Like, give the stuff back, apologize, get rid of the game, like, undownload that app, and you're done. Like, you just can't play it anymore. And she was like, well, when can I get back? Like, how long? I was like, no, never. never. It's done. You're out. She's, and, and she never played it again. She never played it again. That was like four or five years ago. She never even brought it up again. It's just like, you know what you did was not okay, and we can't trust you to play it, so now it's gone. So it didn't really make sense to say, okay, you have to go sit in your room for a week. What What is that even? Just the game is gone. Yeah. So I guess... That's that's not really being grounded, but that is being, it's a consequence that makes sense for what you did. Yeah. Um, but honestly, have conversations like that. They that's the thing. They just they know that here's the rules. If you break them, there will be a consequence, and that's how it's going to go. So, you know, we we really haven't had. We always point to that. I don't know if you're a Taylor Swift listener. I'm guessing not. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I already knew. <laughs> you know, I have two teenage girls. They so Taylor lo- Swift, everything. Oh, they, they love There's her There's a album. Taylor Swift song where she says, um, I did something bad, but why did it feel so good? Something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I butchered that. But every time I hear that song, I think of her playing that game and stealing that stuff. <laughs> and, and I can't. I almost want to ask her, like, Char, what? Oh, like, you can. She'll be, like, mortified. But... Okay, I you know, no, no, I, I mean, but that's so we, that's we still, tease her about it all the time. Like, I'm the uncle, cousin, yeah, whatever. you're still in the cool zone. I mean, I'll be can, like, yo, that's cool. <laughs> like, like, that was pretty genius, but just also morally wrong. Um, yeah, they're big Taylor Swift fans. We've been listening on the drive up here, it's like a four hour drive, you know, that's we just listen to the album on repeat, so. That's how I've been with Beyonce's Renaissance. Because they are, that's the other thing about this age is like whatever they're into. I also make an effort to try to understand, just mm-hmm. to just so I can, you know. It was me when fig- I was down there. Get to there. know them better. It was me explaining. I was like, oh, I gotta, because my overly grown ass, I Raven, <laughs> you know, I watch Raven's Home on oh, Disney Channel. Yes, I'm, yeah, I know. And she's, you know, I'm, I was explaining to them like, oh, you know, they knew. They were like, oh, I'm familiar with Raven's Home on Disney Channel. I was like, you, I think Gigi was like, you watch Raven's Home? I was like, hold <laughs> on. Silent. She's judging you a little bit. Yeah, I was like, hold on. Now let me explain. You know, Raven Baxter was around when I was a teenager, mm-hmm. when I was your age, their mm-hmm. age, and she was in high school, and da, da, da. they were like, what? You know, like, yeah, so I remember what, catching up on a few episodes while we were at the, um, at the at your mom's house, and they were like, oh, that's cool to know, like, she's been around for a while, I was like, yeah, she's, she's no youngin', you know, but yeah, <laughs> neither am I, obviously, <laughs> yeah. but. All right, all right, I have to end that, y'all, because Part two is coming on Wednesday. Um, part family reunion part two, a part of Ryan Out Loud's month of Friendsgiving. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed what you've heard so far. Just general amazing conversation with my uh, even more amazing cousin Lindsay Gary. Part two start will air will drop this Wednesday. So. Y'all stay beautiful, stay blessed. Remember, black lives matter, black queers, queer lives matter, black trans lives matter. Stay beautiful, y'all.
And until next time.